This is the Make Sierra Leone Famous podcast. If you're looking to explore Sierra Leone and understand its culture and its people, you've come to the right place. On every show, you'll meet Sierra Leonean creatives and entrepreneurs overcoming challenges and beating the odds. They are artists, filmmakers, musicians, chefs, writers, storytellers, and designers leading Sierra Leone's orange economy, both at home and from the diaspora. I'm your host, Vicky Rameau, journalist, entrepreneur, and community builder on a mission to expand Sierra Leone's presence on the web. Hashtag Make Sierra Leone Famous. The other voice you'll hear on Make Sierra Leone Famous is sound engineer and producer Frank Vin Bob McEwen at VRNC Marketing Company in Freetown, where this show is mixed and mastered. Now, make the show begin. I eat, I, I leave for food, I breathe food. Even if I can't sleep, I close my eyes and make up a recipe in my head, you know, cook everything, everything in my head, you know, just trying to sleep and then I'll fall asleep. So what I used to do was I said, listen, um, I write down, of course, I've got a whole book full of ideas and things and I illustrate as well because I, I like food plates and the arts as well. Today on the Make Sierra Leone Famous podcast, I'm talking to an Afrofusion chef, specifically a Sierra Leonean fusion chef who is um, combining traditional Sierra Leonean um, recipes with global cuisine. So I think that food is such an important part of cultural preservation and also just like creating a way to share your culture with the world. Um, ladies and gentlemen, my guest for today is Renata Kamara of Renata's Afrofusion Cuisine. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you very much for having me. First of all, I mean, I know that there's definitely like an African cuisine revolution, right? Like there's something going on in the last five, I would say five to 10 years um, where across the world, especially Africans in the diaspora are um, experimenting with not just, first of all, experimenting with food, but choosing to make food their profession, like maturing out of that, like, oh, my parents didn't send me here for this. I should be a lawyer, a doctor, whatever, whatever. And saying like, no, I love food. My impact that I'm going to make is going to be with the culinary arts. And I'm going to share my vision and my worldview through my food. And so I've definitely been seeing that. And I want to kind of ask you how you started your journey, because I know food has always been a part of your life. But when did you actually accept <laughs> your gifts <laughs> and, and learn to um, oh, right. embrace it? Well, for me, oh, it's a long story. OK, um, it's true what you said, because we are now in the diaspora. The diaspora, we are like because uh, we're trying so hard now to promote our foods because before, like you said, people were not taking African food really seriously when it comes to the level of the food chain, you know. So now we are coming and saying, yes, you need to take us seriously. And so we all, you know, each 
and everyone, each individual started doing their own stuff and all of that. Okay, coming back to the question is, I started taking it like super, super seriously um, about six years ago. I've always been cooking, by the way. I've always, I first did um, fashion, fashion design, and I, it wasn't for me. Uh, I've always liked to be creative, basically. As she, if you follow, or those who follow me on Instagram or on, uh, I've got a Facebook page just dedicated to Renata's Afrofusion cuisine, just to inspire more people and young chefs coming up from Sierra Leone, how we can um, uh, use our ingredients in different ways. And um, so six years back, Basically, I spent um, the whole of 2014, I went back home to Sierra Leone. Uh, my mother was ill. She, um, she had uh, Parkinson's. She was suffering from Parkinson's disease, which, you know, it's a degenerating disease. So she only had like two years to live. So I packed all my stuff and I went back to nurse my mom. You know, in our culture, United Girl Pekin, I'm the only girl in the family. There's only two, myself and my brother. So I went there. I've still been doing my cooking here, doing little catering here and there. I have other jobs that I used to do. So spending those three years in Sierra Leone, I, um, I was managing I had my, my uncle who had a resort in Lonsar. So I was, yes, it's called the Baisuba Resort. And... Um, so I was basically um, the chef, the janitor, <laughs> the everything, you know, the work, the, the work ethics in Sierra Leone, especially. It's in the middle, it's off the main road. Um, you know, the, when you go into Lonsar, you've got the petrol station, Shell Company. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. take a left, it's in the middle of nowhere. So that's, that's me coming from Brussels, lived here for over 30 years, slam bam, into this bush, you understand? And then, because my late auntie said, okay, um, I visited, the, the, when they were building the resort, I visited, because I used to go every holiday just to check on my mom and then before deciding to move back, you see? So my auntie said, well, until you like, chef. So, right, you're going to be running, <laughs> you understand? You're going to be running the restaurant. Um, that I ended up, running the whole thing because um you know how they are oh it's raining when it's season why are you late oh i've been away for the rain for cuts you know that those kind of thing like, <laughs> you know something i'll do it myself yes, and then i'll sack them of course and then you get all village coming back to beg me to take them <laughs> so it was like this so then i really then i started you know i go to the markets there's a little nice market in long south um then I go to the market, I'll tell my auntie what we need um, from Freetown, they'll bring the produce too, because it's very limited on sale. But yep. my enthusiasm for, uh, um, of the grains that I never saw in Freetown in the market, mm -hmm. you see, um, like kosher beans, you know, mm -hmm. they're the same family from the black eye uh, peas, but they're slightly smaller and they're really, really tasty, uh, you know. Like kosher beans, kalami. Kalami is the African watercress. It's like the no, tiny, tiny. Never, ones, right? Yeah, tiny, you very, know. very small. I remember kalami. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it has a special sort of like earthy, bitter taste. 
uh, depending on how you cook it, but upline uh, in Lansar, uh, they normally cook it with uh, nut oil or with coconut oil. So all of these things I didn't find in Freetown, but now, of course, mm -hmm. I'm talking six years ago. Now, of course, you can find everything in Freetown now in the markets. So spending that time there and um, uh, researching these recipes and even visiting family members when I had my day off, I'll tell them to come and cook and let me see what they're doing. So eventually my mother passed away, unfortunately. So I came back to Brussels and then I started the whole fusion thing because it was really a big eye opener for me. And I thought, yes, well now, Let's take Sierra Leone. Now, let me sit and be serious with this. And let's take Sierra Leone foods to another level, um, fusion style, you know, because we're quite limited with the, 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 the ingredients and the diversity right. of foods that we have in Sierra Leone. It's not like other countries like Ghana, where you are, you know, or Congo or Nigeria. So this is how it all started, answering the question. Right. The Make Sierra Leone Famous podcast is made possible by Dots Blue. With its certified air freight service, Dot Blue is the easy and affordable way to ship to Salon from the US or from the US to Salon. No need to wait till someone is going home. Dot Blue will deliver your next package to Sierra Leone in 15 days or less. To ship with Dot Blue, contact us on WhatsApp on plus one two four zero four six zero two zero five six or plus two three two eight eight three one three 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 zero in sierra leone you can find our office at 17a wallace johnson street in freetown fly am go with dot blue we go deliver for you d-o-t-b-l-e-u dot com So when you, that's, that's fantastic. You, it's, it's so interesting um, that going home was the catalyst. You know, some people, it's the reverse. It's leaving home that's catalyst. Um, like you leave home and then there's this like nostalgia and yeah, then you start okay. experimenting. But I think it's so interesting that for you, it's like going home becomes the catalyst and then you return and you can yeah. go off on this new journey. Um, where were some of the first kind of, things you did or experiences you created of like, okay, this well, is what Renata's Afrofusion is. This is it. Like, what is the, the DNA on the plates? What I was doing when I came back, um, every two weeks, I'll have like six friends over. And um, because I eat, I, I leave for food, I breathe food. Even if I can't sleep, I close my eyes and make up a recipe in my head you know, cook everything, everything in my head, you know, just trying to sleep and then I'll fall asleep. So what I used to do was I said, listen, um, I write down, of course, I've got a whole book full of ideas and things and I illustrate as well because I, I like food plates and the arts as well. So um, I, I, some, some of them I have illustrations for, some of them I illustrate in my head and then put it on the plate. It's a lot of work, a lot of mistakes, a lot of, you know, uh, but um, obviously, I only show the, the good things, the, the, 
the finished product. Yeah, tell you that. You know, I see your I see your post on um on Twitter when you're uh the finished products, which is why I was like, no, we really need yeah. to have not on the show so every two weeks you had six friends over and you would create these like dining six friends over. Mm -hmm. yes and i will do at least one vegan dish afro vegan plant-based and then i will do two fusion food and then okay then i started my instagram page and then i started getting work and then it's just like and then we continued that for almost like six months doing that mm -hmm. and then it became larger and larger and larger and then obviously they recommended me to other people you know the one brussels is quite small as well and i'm the only civilian here doing what i'm doing you know because right, it's a right, francophone right. country uh, it's, right. uh we only have francophone uh, like in congo the congolese senegalese um you know um ivorians and then they were curious, the Francophones also were curious to try my own food as well. And then the realization came as well. We've got lots of vegetables in common. In different, yeah, like Togo. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about Francophone. I'm not talking about Anglophone, like Ghana, Nigeria, mm -hmm. which of course, Nigeria, we're so close with our food. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's almost, uh, but, um, then they started uh, taking interest in what I'm doing. And then it just snowballed. It just, it really just took off. And it took off. Um, and um, because I love what I'm doing, uh, I cook every day, every day. <laughs> I cook every day, even if I have to fry an egg. But yeah. um, now you've been doing this for several years. Seven years now, seven. Yeah. yeah. How big is the market? Like, how big is the opportunity? Is this something that's saturated? Do you feel like we haven't even scraped or scratched off the top or we're just at the tip of the iceberg for um, this exploration of African cuisine and like African food and being able to bring kind of like modern techniques to it so that we can like, you know, share it with the world? How big do you think this opportunity is? It is absolutely huge. It's absolutely huge, especially in the States. Um, it's growing big because you've got now also black American chefs who want to go back to their roots as well, um, as in the African roots and creating dishes. And you have also Africans in the States and in England, especially in the States, you know, everything is being in the States. And they are trying hard as well. People in London are trying hard as well. We're getting there. We're being noticed. You know, we're we're shaking those doors. Uh, every individual is shaking those doors. We're up in our game. Um, Africa, for me, is the garden of the world. You know, so it's like we've got plenty to offer. We've got plenty to offer. So we're getting there. We're getting there, and people are taking note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's we're getting what there. Even for me. So I, I wanted to ask about like your like your process and like your investment, right? So for somebody who's started and you've been well, not even just started now, you've been doing this for several years. What is the process? Um, you know, how much do you have to invest in this kind of venture? Is it like a minimal investment or is it the kind of thing that um, you know, you wait until you have clients? How do you go about getting clients? 
um, and just how how do you grow this kind? Because you know a lot of people who might be listening to the show might be home chefs. You know you you know we all people have like these things. They think like oh it's just my side hobby, but growing that. Um, growing that hobby, especially something that has to do with cooking that is so essential and everyday. How do you grow something like that from like, oh, I just went to Sierra Leone and I had this great experience and now I want to run with it. How do you transition from that hobby to the business? What kind of investments do you need to make? What kind of resources do you need? And how do you go about like building a clientele? Well, go back to my own story, get friends together in the beginning, friends who are foodies, um, who you know that they can promote you because I'm in the entertainment world, you know, it's all around me. So I'm locking that sense because when there's studio work, um, uh, bands coming from everywhere from the world, I've got, I've got two friends who've got studios. So when musicians come, first thing, call Renata because they've tried my food. So try to get people who are, that, um, that can access your food, who've got professions, that can ask, access your food easily, you know, like I, I started off as well cooking for musicians in studio. They'll call me for a whole week if they're recording in studio for a whole week. I'll do the whole week um, cooking for them, for example, lunch and dinner or maybe sometimes lunch. And those friends will tell other friends and blah, blah, blah. That's one. Second, you need to um, have sort of like an Instagram account instagram is, is good for some things huh it's good for something or a facebook cooking blog or a page or a blog you start up from there because you want people you want people to know what you're doing explain what you're doing and be consistent don't post today open a page today and um after two months you post one uh people lose uh, <laughs> you know you have to it's nice, you know, I see other people, especially, um, I'm talking now about Sierra Leone people, you know. I've got uh, lots of contacts before they come to my Instagram. Oh, Chef Renata, I'm opening my own thing. I'll give them great advice. And then two months later, nothing. Even if you're good in frying akara or uh, making olele, up, just show them different ways how to do it. Be consistent. You must be mm -hmm. consistent. You must always up your game. You must always be innovative. Well, me, I'm, in a, I'm always being innovative. That's why I tell you I'm cooking 24 hours in my head. I cook every day. I try out recipes. Um, I've got my book with me always in my bag. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. As soon as I think, because I'm getting a bit you know, old now, as I tend to forget. But, no. but I've got my book. I've got a little pocket book. So start off little by little. Open a, a page, a blog. Um, do little videos, if you can do little videos, be consistent, try it first once a week, and then try posting twice a week, and then you will see people are following, and then tag your hashtag. Um, I started uh, my Instagram page um, like three years back, and now I get work from my Instagram. The great thing about Instagram or my page as well, because you can refer people to say, Go to look at what I do. If you're on Facebook, right. go on my Facebook page, Renata's Afrofusion Cuisine. Mm -hmm. You would see what I'm doing because I am consistent. So there's a lot of things that you can see, right. lots of things to, to choose from. If you go to my Instagram page, 
You can see, because I try to separate those two communities. I've got my Facebook community, which is more Sierra Leone, uh, try to please them a little bit, try not to go hard on them, on um, because you know they look for criticize too much. So I try not to put hard things, I call it hard, but it's not. <laughs> I try not to give them hard recipes, because sometimes, what's in this one again? You know, and then, but I don't mind all of that. I'm just doing my thing, you know? <laughs> so, I, I, so, so I separate those two pages. I try to separate them. Instagram is for international. Um, I've got lots of work from Instagram. Um, now, for example, for the last four months, I'm a recipe developer now. I go. I've traveled to Italy, to Spain, to um, develop recipes for restaurants that want Afrofusion in their recipes. And two of these restaurants are now using my recipes and they're working really well. So That's you see. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Wow. I travel. You need to be ready. You need to be ready. You need to work hard. There are lots of failures, but you need to continue. You need to continue to be consistent. The radio broadcast of the Make Sierra Leone Famous podcast on Radio Democracy 98.1 is made possible with a generous grant from the Asma James Foundation. The Asma James Foundation empowers women and girls with mentorship, scholarship, and life skills training. To make Sierra Leone better for girls and girls in Sierra Leone better, visit the Asma James Foundation at asma, that's A-S-M-A-A, james.com. And now, let's go back to the show. Okay, so now I want you to tell me what would be like your signature dish. You're like, this dish is you know, tells my perspective on food. It, it encompasses everything that I'm about. This is the Renata signature dish. What is that dish? What's in it? And, oh and what is it? Oh my God, Vicky, that is so, gee. <laughs> so basically, don't forget, uh, uh, they always say as a chef or musician, I always say that the last dish that you did was one of your favorites. Do you understand? So true, I'll say- true. Because I um I love seafood. I do a fantastic um seafood funde jollof baked. Funde jollof. Yes, it's in my uh you know I have a book. I wrote a book and it's in my book. Show here. us the book, show us the cover. Let me see. Oh yes, yeah. I saw it on Twitter. It just came out, right? It just no. came out. No, it didn't actually. This is the first edition came out two years ago. But what I did was to because I go home every Christmas. I didn't go this Christmas, but I'd be going sometime, you know, a couple of months time. But every Christmas I go home. So two years back, when I did the book, I only did a cover copy, hard hard copy for Sierra Leone because I launched my book in Sierra Leone. Reason why I did that, one, I wanted um, civilian people to be able to afford my book instead of, you know, we can't, they can't order online and Amazon 
and it's not and most of my um most of my fans or my foodie fans or people who are have been following me for all these years you know a good 40 percent live in sierra leone so i decided let me take this book i printed like 300 copies and took them to sierra leone and did the launching there and you can come to um buy the actual book itself i you know i did the whole shebang signed copies and so on and so on and then a year later that was last year i put it i put an ebook on amazon an ebook oh okay that's what i saw i think in december um was yeah. that and it went uh, to number one so I, oh congratulations you have a bestseller yay no that's i mean awesome. no no wait wait no, i should be honest it went to number one for new releases on african Afro, well, what's your number one anyways? It is. I mean, I don't know why you're trying to say no, 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 because no, it is no. what it is. A bestseller is a bestseller. Yeah. Is, however you get it, number one is number one. <laughs> no, that's, that's really yeah, then I am Exactly. Yeah, then I am Can you, um, just like from your book, could Sierra Leone and around West Africa, sure. you know, because I discovered awesome. lots and lots of grains. You know that you you know that lentils I never knew was called refugee beans, folic acid. Sorry, <laughs> folic acid. You know, you learn every day. It's a really, I tell you, man. Oh, uh, Vicky, I mean, what? We will be right back after this short music. Jealous, life is precious, moving daily. Can I catch us? I chef and share with a crew. Go anywhere with a crew. Medusa's face on my tool. Lying in your eardrum. VVs in my necklace. Spice up your food when I come for the breakfast. No time for the reckless. Don't mess with me, I'm gonna make you breathless. Yeah, I'm an African. So the man girl, let me see, I'm fearless. I do not care less. Blow up your ears, I'm gonna leave your earless. Udo with Fearless. And now let's head back to the Make Sailing Famous podcast. I went to, I went to, um, Kabbalah. I went to Kabbalah in um, 
January 2020. And um, the person I was interviewing took me to the market because they give these grants to market women. And I just remember like looking at the tabletops and just like the vegetables, there were lots of vegetables there that I hadn't seen before. There were lots of grains and like legumes that <laughs> I couldn't really like, I'm like, I know this is like a kind of bean or a kind of lentil, but like, I don't really have the lexicon for it. Um, but we do have a lot more, I think, diversity of food that grow, that's cultivated, yes. that are not part of our daily plasas and soup and stews. And because everything exactly. is so rice, exactly. people don't don't explore um, those other other dishes. But like we do have a lot of different things that we don't use. And so maybe the work that you're doing, one key way is like, you know, reintroducing people to produce that they might not necessarily think as much, but that's available, that's healthy, that's maybe even cheaper um, than what they're consuming now. So yeah, anyways, that's tell what me what's in Tell me some of the recipes in your current, so, in this current for the, for the Okay. So, so this one, number one, it's fonio with sardine fish bones. Fonio. Fonio is fundi. You see the fundi? Funde, yeah. Now, coming back again to what you're saying, fundi is 10 times healthier than white rice. It has a lot of iron. It has a lot of uh, um, uh, uh, properties health properties, it's endless. This one, funde folio. So, of course, in a fusion style, I've got funde with um, sardine fish bones. Um, I don't know okay, so you that. use the funde as like coating, like as like you would use breadcrumbs, no? Yes, yes, in both uh, so, ways. Okay, so, Put it in the sardine, the exactly like the big fish, inside uh -huh. and coating outside. See? And uh, yeah, and then you've got um, I like this one. Then you've got banana plantain blinis. They're like um, uh, banana plantain, like a little. Yeah. In Bailey. Damn. Blinis, blinis, blinis. I was like Bailey's. What? No, 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 no. Blinis. Blinis. No, I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> <laughs> and um, of course, with this is sort of like a canopy uh, for aperitif. Uh, you can put with the smoked salmon. That's an easy one. And then you've got um, you've got um, gazpacho, watermelon gazpacho, with okay. yes, um, again with fish balls, but made in the salon way. Oh, wow! I need to come visit you. See? Yeah, can oh, you see? see? We need to, yes, I, yeah. can, I need to come visit you. This is not a... You're all you're most welcome. And then I did, again, <laughs> can you see no. this one? So yes, this is Macwell with butter beans, with beans, beans butter beans, mm -hmm. masala, mm -hmm. and infused folio, infused funding. Yet again, healthy, Nice and light. Grilled mackerel. You you put your uh, your beans, uh, your butter beans into a curry masala, and you infuse your folio. You put your patmenji. Bam! There you go. You know, nice and healthy. And then of course I did the um, uh, goat curry with uh, um, cinnamon rice. 
and then you've got this one is a nice one cerulean pepper soup in baked pumpkin oh my god um, oh my god that yeah. wow <laughs> oh my god that just sounds like to die for like in the winter time yeah. what Oh exactly. my God! Yeah, I'm going to get this winter bag. I'm, I'm going to the U.S. Um, I'm going to the U.S. at the end of the month, and you know it's going to be cold. I'll be in right. New Jersey. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna cook it, but I'm gonna exactly. get the book so I can give it to somebody who cooks, uh, um, so they can cook it and I exactly. can eat it. I'm in the eating department. Uh, <laughs> you know your food. You like your food, right? Yes, yes, yes. I'll keep them company in the kitchen, though. Like, I'm a good kitchen buddy. Like, if you want someone to sit with you in the kitchen while you cook yeah, and talk to you and entertain you and taste, I'm that friend. You are... <laughs> right. Okay. And then there's this one that I like as well. I like this one uh, says it's all about, um, about Africa and Sierra Leone um which is and by the way the pictures and the painting are all done by me i do all my photography and oh everything yeah 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 That's it's 100 awesome. yeah plating photography again being consistent because when i first play you know you have to do you have to take you know like two for example doing the dish sometimes you need you have to wake up a bit early because you want that natural light you have to know how to plate you have to know your angles for probably for one picture you have to take sometimes 50 of them to get the right one so it takes patience it's not as easy as it looks we will be right back after this short message from our brand partner the dollhouse boutique the make serially unfamous podcast is supported by the dollhouse boutique an American household brand for one-of-a-kind fashion and bespoke creations. Find your next stylish look at shopdollhouseboutique.com. We have stores in Baltimore, Maryland and Los Angeles, California, showing the best of local designers. Our first international fashion boutique opens in Sierra Leone in 2022. Until then, find us on Instagram at dollhouse M.T. Vernon. That's Dollhouse M.T. Vernon. And now, make we go back to the show. Consistency, like you said throughout this interview, that at the end of the day, the way that you grow, the way that you make an impact, the way that you get customers, the way that you create opportunities for yourself is um, to be consistent with your craft mm -hmm. and to keep experimenting and growing because it's the only way otherwise like you're just you're not a chef right otherwise yeah. you're just somebody who cooks because they yeah. need to eat um and likes what cooking. Makes a chef, yeah right um what makes a chef is that extra um that other space right that 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 search for perfection that's that search for refinement right. and um yeah. that desire for uh exactly. experimentation that's 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 the difference right between a cook and a chef, exactly. one might say, or I'm trying to say. Exactly, <laughs> that's, 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 that's different. Well, you, you, you're getting it right, really. And um, anyway, right. this one here is 
Wala rice, the rice, the we wala rice. Oh, so wala, wala, okay, yeah. wala rice. Okay, yeah. I went for the indigenous indigenous rice uh, upline mm -hmm. country, yes, country mm -hmm. with um, mushrooms, African mushrooms, morels. We find them. You find them mostly in Congo. You don't get them in Sierra Leone, okay. to be honest, because since okay. I live in Brussels, you know, um, you uh, it's a it's a plus. It's a plus for me sometimes, and it's a minus for me sometimes because I can't get my Sierra Leone ingredients, not like in London or in um, right, in the states. But then right. I get also Congolese, Togo. Right. Um, so these mushrooms are grown in 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 Congo basically. So. Um, but I think that that's the gift, right? That at the end of the day, um, because you are where you are, it gives you then the opportunity to merge. Sierra Leonean cuisine with cuisine in a way that then like really adds to that like Afro exactly. so it's more like the Afrofusion experience right and not so much exactly when people think Afrofusion they're thinking when they think Afrofusion the idea is oftentimes to think of African and another like so African and Asian African and French African when they don't think well, of African fusion as like I know, but like there's this kind of like in their perception. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like this interfusion yeah, within the continent. Exactly. Like fusing exactly. us together. Exactly. That's exactly. Really this, because when this is Congo and Yes, that's amazing. It's like the African Union, but on a plate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I did an African platter. I called it the African platter. Basically, it's with um, uh, Tony rice, yes, grilled uh, tilapia and um, yassa. Um, that's again another African Union mixing uh, mix up. I love yassa. Yeah, I love yes. Yeah, you see. Wow. So I'm that's the getting one. This book. It's, it's like totally inspired right now. Um, you know, see? I have a housekeeper and a cook. I'm gonna get the book. We're gonna print it out. We're gonna. I'm gonna be like, listen. Oh my God. Let's try it. We all need to go to the market, get these ingredients, see what you can do. Let's try to experiment here. Okay. Let's bring the Afrofusion to Ghana. Let's try these through. Yeah. And then you can make it your way as well, you know, take a bit of here and uh, take a bit yeah. of there and uh, incorporate it in your way. The only vegan one that I had in the in the book was, um, can you see that? So yeah, that this dessert. is a dessert, is garikaya with um, uh, uh, blueberries matcha, matcha as in uh, Japanese matcha. Do you yes. see how my mouth is dropped okay. right now? Do you see how my mouth like just <laughs> left my face and hit the floor? Not Kanya with matcha. What? Get out of here. What? Girl, okay. Listen, I let me tell you, before this summer, I am coming to visit you. You don't know me from nowhere, but Come we are friends. I am coming to Brussels. Come, I'm gonna stay in your come, house. Come. I'm coming to eat, girl. You can come, have me having this. We are family. Let's go. Ask him. Remember, from Baisuba, our family is from Baisuba. We are the indigents of Baisuba Ambles, the generations. We have to 
I tell you, so you know, these are the kind of um, what's the title of the book again? It's just a Renatus Afrofusion cuisine. Okay, and so there's a digital cuisine. So online, can we get the hard copy or just the um the ebook? You can order the hard copy online as well. No, I haven't got the hard copy. The hard copy, no, only the the ebook. But what I decided to do is because. In fact, there's a whole long story about this book. It would have never came out because my publishers, they, um, it was a couple. Uh, oh, okay. God. Anyway, they, the, the Mahala. publishing company Mahala. broke down. Um, okay. the, yeah, you know what I mean? So I said, you know something, this book, I'll do it on my own. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm one of those people that no, is going to come I, out in any shape, could, in any form, is sure. going to I out. could send you information about self-publishing, maybe through Amazon, which won't cost you any money. It's just a question of like uploading the content. And then when people order from Amazon, then Amazon prints it and sends it to them. And they give you like maybe a $2.50 commission or something like that on every sale. Well, that's, um, what so that, that, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Um, when yeah, that, together that with the together with the vegan book, yeah, yeah, it's that would be, be awesome. Together with the vegan book, so it's like the, there are lots of people asking me for the hard copy, the hard copy, and you yeah. know, I keep I keep on blowing them off, saying, okay, wait, please, you know, so long people, like, no, I got the hard yeah. copy now, and I not get yeah, this book, I not get this, I not get this, yeah. Yeah, I want to get this book, yeah. Yeah, you know, so you know, so I said, you know, something. the best thing is when the vegan book is coming out, do the same because the vegan is going to be on a hard copy and ebook okay. hard copy, and this also will be on a, you know, okay. but this book, I really fought for it to come out, you know, because no, it was thank just you so much for it's a labor of love. Thank you so much for, um, yeah. getting it done because those recipes sound amazing, and let me tell you, like. I'm getting this book today. Thank you. It's like I don't care what Thank nobody you. says. I'm getting the book today. I'm going <laughs> to something you. before before the before Monday. You go hear about me on Twitter about how like Renata, we sky for make this team oh. risk this this. You not come off fine. Not so you can oh out. my god! <laughs> try with the setting. You would love you know. Try with the easier one first because okay. I've got uh, one of my. Um, I've got different fans around the world that send me, um, you know, sometimes they redo my recipes okay, in like their own version okay, like and things excited. like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, but um, I like the Cerulean community. They make me laugh. Renata, me this book, I don't buy her. I never make that thing all and I like you. The only two I make. Now, like that fish balls with food there. So I said to you, go gently first, please. I've had, you know. (laughs) I will will start slow. I will start slow and easy. Like what you hear? Don't forget to leave us a review. Your reviews make it easier for others to find this podcast. Don't forget to share it with your friends and family. 
so the next thing, which is probably as we wrap this conversation, just you come from like a very creative family. Um, you're an artist, you're chef, you're a musician. Your brother is an award-winning mu jazz musician. He's amazing when I discovered his album. Um, what do you think your family got right in terms of encouraging cultural expression or creativity or the arts? Um, what what was it that your parents did? What did they expose you to that kind of made it possible for you and your brother by to both be able to be creatives? Because we know that, you know, sometimes our parents are afraid of creative pursuits, you know, because they don't think that they offer us the kind of security that maybe um, being certain kinds of other professions might. But what did your parents do? How did they encourage and nurture um, creativity and creative entrepreneurship and just the arts and appreciation for the arts with you and your, your brother? Well, um, my parents, uh, basically I was born in London and then uh, when I was three years old, um, my parents met in the UK, got married there, had us, we went back to Sierra Leone when we were three, uh, they got divorced, so my mother had custody. Um, but then um, down the line, my mother started to work for the UN. Um, so every time she would go abroad on, you know, um, uh, how do you say, what's the word I want to use on, on, on um, going abroad on meetings, things like that, uh, she would always come back. There was always, she, she was a music lover. Music, I mean, from classical to jazz to, she'd always come back with vinyls, you know, the latest, any latest, any latest, <laughs> talk Michael Jackson, James Brown, and that, uh, Stevie Wonder. So in our neighborhood, we have the, what's coming from there, we'll have it straight in our little turntable, you know, those 12 <laughs> inch and seven yeah. inch, and tell, uh, yeah, uh, the vinyls, and then, We'll play at home, invite our friends, and just play and sing along with the songs. On Sunday, we'll sit down and listen to classical music, you know, things like that. Um, we will go to um, play, even in Serena at that time. Um, they used to have like school plays or yes, a play. Uh, yeah. We used to go to things like that. And um, there was always music at home, always music. But she also, excuse me, you go. You have to get for that paper. You go for that degree. Oh, so no, she's not excluded. No, 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 no. She's not excluded at all. Uh, it's not at all. But, but, but we were always encouraged. For example, my brother and I used to sing along to all these songs. Like we, there was a song. Remember Olivia, Olivia Newton John and George Walter. I can choose. Mm -hmm. So my brother would be John Travolta. I'll be over Newton John. We'll be singing. We'll all dress up. So we became in the family, like when the party is like, if we go on weekends, like to my uncle's place, and they're all drunk. When I go work in a little gun dance for weeks, <laughs> 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 myself and my brother, like, but we go work there. Come, 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 look at him. You got it. See, do you understand? <laughs> so they wake up. So <laughs> yeah. And then I go, like, no, you go first. No, no, you go first. And then you know, my brother would go to the show, but we always had this, um, we always liked to entertain, um, right. even in the May, I always wanted to become a drummer. So when my brother would compose, I said, I'll be the drummer for this, <laughs> just hitting on anything, <laughs> understand? 
But basically, my mother always used to say, no, you have to get your degree. I've got, I've got a diploma in fashion design, I said to you. My brother did, um, uh, what's it called? Accounting. Awesome. Yeah. Now, I think people need to know that, um, you know, there is a path less travel. And now that path right. isn't as less traveled as it, it appears or as it used right. to be, right? So many people yeah. are venturing into the creative sector and creative arts and being successful. I think the reason why our parents um, or parents of a certain generation may not um, have embraced the arts and um, creative sector is because it wasn't they it wasn't viable right like they didn't want you to exactly. become a starving artist right but now exactly. the world has changed like you know the arts and culture and like you know theater and and film it's all it's like billion dollar industries so you can definitely exactly. have exactly. your children doing this so anyways so now we've come to the end of the show my favorite part or what uh, I say, I, I say okay. at the end of the show was like my favorite part, which is um, we are going to do on the six. So on the six is like a fast fire question and answer section where oh, I ask you a question great. and you have six sec seconds to kind of like say something. Okay. Um, so I just want you to say uh, the, first thing that comes, the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. I'm going to ask you. Oh, so this is okay. on the six with Renata Kamara of Renata Afrofusion Cuisine. What is your favorite Sierra Leonean parable or expression? Time of its clock. Time of its clock. <laughs> okay. What was the plot of the last movie you watched in two sentences? Murder. It was like a fatal attraction kind of thing. Okay. What is the song that you're playing on repeat right now? My song, which is out on all digital platforms at the moment, it's a drill song. I'm writing my album. Um, it's called Fierce by Mata Odo. My artist name is Mata Odo. Is that your stage name? It's Afro Mata drill. Odo? I love it. Oh my yeah. gosh, you're, you're fire. I love it. Okay. I'm so going to look for that. And we're going to play it on this episode because it's people drill. need to know. Okay. It's a drill. What is one, thing, feel it. What is yeah. one thing you've been meaning to do that you still haven't done? Um, finish up doing my paintings. I paint. So um, I've got lots of canvases now that I haven't finished doing. Anything so. that you cannot do. My God. What a Renaissance woman. You're a Renaissance Renata. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. I, anything artist, yeah. When you when you feel like quitting, when whenever you feel like quitting or giving up what you're doing, what keeps you going? To my mom, my late mom. And then last and final question, who is one Sierra Leonean who inspires you? The late ambassador, Marian Judith Tala Kamara. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us in another fabulous edition Amen. of the Make Sierra Leone podcast. Um, don't forget to get um, Renata's book, Renata's Afrofusion Cuisine, which is currently available, I believe, on Amazon. But even if you can't find it in the notes of this show, you'll see links to it at the bottom of this episode. So you'll be able to access it and we'll update it once she um, publishes our her next book, which is the um, vegan um, accompaniments to this particular edition. We will also include that. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Renata. Thank you, thank you for listening to the Make Sailing Famous Podcast. Until next time, ta-ta!